Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome to a little bonus episode of FML Talk. We are on break right now, gearing up for our holiday hiatus, but I did not want to leave you hanging. So here we are. I usually give you a little sneak peek into a past season of the mini bonus episodes we do. However, season five was FML's Dirty Little Secrets. And I literally went to my friends and most people that you know from past episodes and was like, yo, here's the premise. You come on, you can either say who you are or stay anonymous. And you have to tell me one of your like most embarrassing moments or ridiculous stories or dirty little secrets. When I tell you, I just went back to this list and like looked through all the episodes and was like, nope, can't air that, can't air that, definitely not fucking airing that. This season was wild and people were like dying and loving it. And I had so much fun recording it. So when going through this and trying to figure out what's not, what's not bad enough that I can air it publicly because a lot of the ones people came on and told stories that were insane and then I would end up spilling stuff that I've never said if you can even believe that that's possible it is and I really was like okay shit I don't know which one we're gonna use and then it hit me I recorded one with one of my best friends her name is Alex Lynn Ward she is coming up on next season of the main episodes in a really powerful episode that we did together. And I was like, okay, maybe I can get her permission to release her mini so that people can get to know her before her main episode airs. Alex is such a gem in this world. She comes off like this loud, intense comedian, just fun, full of life, little ball of Latina joy. Um, And on the inside, she's just crippled with anxiety (laughs) and is like very introverted and reserved. And uh, I just love her dearly. We've known each other for over a decade. Now, you might recognize Miss Alex Linward from the BET series, Eight Days a Week, New Girl. If you have watched my directorial debut, It Happened Again Last Night, that I have posted about a couple of times, she played my girlfriend in that movie. She is wildly funny. She is a beautiful human. This is going to be a very hilarious introduction that will not be... (laughs) similar to the episode you hear in season five, but I'm excited for you to get to know her. When I tell you this was literally the only episode out of these we could have aired, you guys, just to give you a little idea, uh, Carly Craig was on this season of the minis. Tay was on this season. My mother <laughs> was on this season of the minis. Scout Taylor Compton, Morgan Willette. Like we've had a lot of people on telling some wild fucking stories. And as you know, you can binge all of the mini bonus episode seasons. So season one was 
is FML's Guide to Relationships, where I co-hosted with Jackie on a couple of them. And then we brought people that you know and people that you hadn't known to talk about some interesting relationship stories and advice. Season two was Tea Time with Tay, where everybody got to hear Tay and I do a whole season of our advice on relationships, crazy stories that we've gone through. Season three was the Ridiculous Misadventures Director's Cut. So that was all of the behind the scenes that went into making the second book, all of the chapters that got left out, which there were a lot of the drama that I experienced with Javier when I called to ask for permission to uh, do the second book and how that all fucking went. And then season four was FML's guide to fucking healing. And it was really like a very fun and wildly ridiculous yet gold and informative season. A lot of people go back and listen to that season whenever they're going through some shit because it really is like a step-by-step guide with me holding your hand, but also making you laugh the entire time we go through it together. And then we did FML's Dirty Little Secrets. This is the one arable episode <laughs> from that mini. If you want to listen to any of these, you can go to patreon.com slash FML talk. You get all of those mini bonus episodes. We continually come out with new seasons and you also get access to the private self-love Facebook group and 10% off your entire merch. So let's get the fuck into it. Allow me to introduce you to Miss Alex Lynn Ward. This is Gabrielle Stone, and this is FML's Dirty Little Secrets. Shh, don't fucking tell. Welcome back to another episode of the minis, FML's Dirty Little Secrets, or shocking or ridiculous, um, this season has been fucking insane. So my guest here is a very special person, um, but I always let people either decide if they want to tell who they are or if they want to keep it hidden. So what do you want to do? Let's let's reveal me. Okay, reveal you. So the person sitting next to me, her name is Alex Lynn Ward. She played my girlfriend in my directorial debut. It happened again last night. A lot of you have seen that. Um, the cute little Latina that I was rolling around in bed with and making out with. <laughs> Um, welcome to the podcast, dude. Hi, I'm so happy I'm here. I love you. I love you. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I know. This is like a, we're popping the popping the cherry on the minis with Alex. Um, I can't wait for you to tell this story. Okay. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. It really is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. And I feel like the I told this story to your mom before I told you at your old house and she stood there with her eyes. Like, I don't think she thought it was funny from a mother's <laughs> perspective, but it is, it's, it's funny. She's I, like, I promise. These are where all your problems stem from. I know, <laughs> I know. And she gave me a nice arm pet, but okay. This story, do I just go into yeah, it? Go. Um, so this story is, I am 19 or 20 years old. Okay. Um, and I get into a fight with my then boyfriend over, I don't know, something dumb when you're 19 or 20. Right. And I live in New York City. It's important to the story. And so I decide to go to the bar. Again, I'm 19 or 20 to drink well tequila shots all night. With my, I know. I know. With my <laughs> girlfriends, I had like the Abercrombie denim skirt with like the beading on the back and oh like a wife God. beater and like these little boots. <laughs> I thought I was so bitchin' and grown up. Okay, so uh, I'm leaving the bar. Oh, oh, also trigger warning, right? Right. 
um, for any, if anything kidnappy is um, a thing for you, uh, I this that will be this is this yeah that is this <laughs> I don't think I've ever had to do a trigger warning for kidnapping I, I'm so glad because yeah. it really does it's a funny story but it really fucking sucks yeah too. it's funny but it's not but it's not <laughs> so but there's also good information yeah for for all of you out there as well so um so, so take notes <laughs> yes so I'm leaving the bar and I'm I mean I'm zigzagging I'm not proud of this right and whatever we've all been there 1920 yeah, yeah. and so I uh I'm leaving the bar. It's very late. And in New York, there's yellow taxis. This is way before Uber. Like, we're like in 2007 or eight. I don't even know. A long time ago. Yeah. And so the yellow taxis are hard to find at night. And then there are these other cars, these Lincoln Town cars that no one likes to take because they overcharge you. They can be like, Mm. yeah, I'll take you home 60 bucks because they know there's a monopoly. Right, right, right on them and plus they're unmarked cars it's like not the best it's like your last resort nobody wants to do that yeah sip of water do it (laughs) and so i did not i really just wanted to get home no taxis in sight so i see one of these lincoln town cars and they're like oh where are you going and i lived in harlem at the time i'm like oh i'm going up to 150th or 149th And he's like, okay, it's going to be $60. And I was like, I know that this is a $24 ride. <laughs> Another thing is, this is important. I was making a lot of money at this time. I was doing bottle service at the club, which is why I was out drinking. Because right. you had a golden key if you worked in a club or a bar back then. Or now, I just don't know the scene. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's an important fact. So I was like, all right, let me just go. So we get in the car and... um. He actually drops me off at my destination and I get out of the car. I go to the corner. I lived on a corner and I check my bags and I don't have my cell phone. Oh, devastating. (laughs) No. And like anybody, even to this day, like you need your contacts. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care about the phone. I need everything in there. Yeah. My Blackberry or something. Oh my God. Blackberry. (laughs) Let me BBM you. Yes. I loved BBM. (laughs) And so... I go across the street and I go to a payphone. Kids, if you don't know what that is, it's It's this big machine. And you need a quarter to put it in, uh, to put in and you, whatever, I'm trying, the joke's over. Uh (laughs) Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son. And for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 and use code fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code fmltalk50 at factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers.
So I call my phone and he answers. And I'm like, hi, I love my phone, please. Like, I just really, please come back. And he's like, eh. And I'm like, I'll do anything. Like, I really need my phone back. Um, And he's like, well, what are you going to give me? And I was like, I'll give Ew. you, I know. I Red know. flag number one. Oh, yeah, ignored. <laughs> um, Which circles back to that very, and I was like, I'll give you $100 right now. Just give me my phone. And he's like, oh, okay. So he comes back and... He's like, oh, hey, he rolls down the window. He has my phone. I look in my purse and I only have like $70, $80 left. And I told him I would give him $100. Mm-hmm. And there's a bodega like three or four stores down with a 24-hour ATM. I was like, oh, hey, awesome. Let let me just walk right here. Oh, my God, I'm going to burp. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. It's the minis. You're <laughs> <And> good. <laughs> so I go to i was like let me go to the bodega just like roll next to me yeah and i'll grab the, roll next to me <laughs> yeah like just drive slow because yeah. there's no one on the street right oh alex and i was like um let me pull out the money and i'll just give you the difference i don't have enough and i did i'm a woman of my word i'm gonna give you a hundred dollars yeah. thank you for my phone and for coming back yeah and he says we'll get in it's not safe out there to just be walking uptown by yourself in the middle of the night i was like good thinking like you are so why didn't i think of that wow yeah really doing me a favor so i get in the car i'm nervous laughing right now because it's just like oh god because i'm a mom now of a daughter and i'm like oh my worst fucking nightmare my worst fucking nightmare so i get in and he just floors the accelerator (gasps) and i watch the bodega just go I'll, like oh my god for, terrifying and I, just, and I just and he hasn't given you your phone yet um i think he did okay okay i think he has given me my phone actually okay. actually I, actually i can't be clear on that i did have my phone at the end of all this right so i don't recall but i remember and i'm a person who's anxious 24 hours a yes day. i can attest to that i'm a horrible <laughs> like it's just but not in the face of death like i <laughs> i save up I'm, I'm anxious 364 days a year because on that 65th day when it's like kingdom come, right. I'm chilling. I've been practicing for this. <laughs> Everything has led me yes. to this moment. <laughs> and so I just feel like like Brittany Murphy and Clue is like right before you die, your mind sort of gets very clear. Like that is just like totally me. So yeah. I just like watch the bodega pass in the window and I just go... And I say, we're not going to the bodega, are we? And he goes, what are you going to give me? And I said, a hundred dollars, I told you. And he's like, no. And he looks at me in the rearview mirror and he goes, what are you going to give me? And I, and he's flooring. And I can see that this part of Manhattan uptown is very close to the Bronx, like very Yankee Stadium area where you can, there's like a tiny little bridge. If you're familiar with the area, you know what I'm talking about where you do this little cross and then we're in the Bronx and there's like a lot of industrial at that time. I was like, oh God, we're going. And I've always heard people say, don't get to point B. Right. So I'm like, okay. And I wish I could take credit for like what happens next, but like my survival instinct, this was all in a matter of a second. I thought really quickly, I'm never going to be able to fight him. I'm five foot two, and I was like, I don't know, 94 pounds yeah. at this time. Well, you're still very small. I'm just like, I can't fight anybody. That's not true. I will fight. But like, <laughs> but I could not take this man. And 
I didn't have a weapon. Like I knew I wasn't going to physically beat him out. And in a split second, I'm like, well, what do I have that's going to, what do I have? What are my strengths? And this isn't me like going through, this is like happening in real survival time. And like, I have been told I'm too much and annoying my entire life. (laughs) And all that came out of me was like, I just went, and like before the, this is like before the Kardashians, like I threw the only Kim K fit like my diamonds are in the ocean. Like, and I was just like, when I say flailing myself again, like rocking so hard, throwing my arms, kicking my shoes off and I'm saying, I'm screaming, I knew this was gonna fucking happen to me tonight. Like the most (laughs) entitled, spoiled little bitch, hissy fit is what came out of me. And I was like, at the very least, I'm getting raped by your ugly dick. And like, you're probably, I said, at the least, that's what's gonna happen to me. Like, that's the bare fucking minimum. Oh my God. And then you're gonna probably try to throw me somewhere. And like, I just fucking knew when I got dressed tonight that this was gonna be my night. Like, I, and I just kept going and going and going. And it got louder and louder and worse and worse. And I, I saw him like kind of rethinking his whole life. (laughs) I don't know if my shoes ended up in the front because I kicked them off. Like I just kept going and going and going with like, how could you do this to me? Like you don't even understand what I've been through. My boyfriend was so mad at me. And then I went to the bar and I'm like all this stuff, like trying to tell him how shitty my fight was. Right, right. And he pulled over on this little bridge and he stopped the car and he goes, just go. <laughs> and I was like, just go. He's like, this was a really big mistake. And I was like, that's right. This was a really fucking big mistake. <laughs> I just, my sh- all I remember was my shoes were in my hand and I walked across this little bridge back to my house. With your phone? With my phone. I had my phone and all my cash. Oh my God. In my, like I, and I, I didn't, this is the scary part. I'm a very self-aware person. Oh, that's not the scary, the scary part is <laughs> almost getting kidnapped. And then thinking it's really funny that I, I was so annoying. My kidnapper gave me back. Right. And like, there are all these TikToks now with all these Gen Z children who I love that are like, <laughs> my kidnapper giving me back and it's them on green screen. Like, what's your sign? Are we going to eat soon? Right. Like, but that, I'm the OG. Like, that's what saved my motherfucking life. Yeah. Like, if you are four foot 11, if you are too, like, small, like, if you're as annoying as me, like, that's what you have. Yeah. They don't, they really, and then I remember, like, Sin City, where the little, the scene with Jessica Alba, where she's like, they're like, don't scream. Yeah. And he can't get it off. Like, right. he can't, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. And I remember like this person wants me to beg him to not hurt me. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. Again, this isn't logical thinking. This is just what happens right. when you collect like right now, if you're receiving this information, your subconscious is taking it in. And I remember being like, the last thing I'm gonna do is be like, please don't do this. I, I really like I'm not doing poor me at this yeah. moment. And so I knew that I knew not to get to where he was taking me because I would likely not get out. Right. And I knew that I could drive anybody crazy. I have. I've had babysitters <laughs> quit on my mom because of me. Like, I knew that that was what I had. So that's why I laugh at those TikToks. But 
I so I go home and I don't remember this four years later. Oh, shut up. Yeah. And I, I don't bury things. I'm not like a secretive person. Like, yeah. I like to tell all the people everything so that they have information. Right, right. And um, do you think it's because you were drunk though, or because you were like suppressing no, trauma? It was a. I didn't realize how traumatic that was, mm. and I later during the year when I I'll reveal how I remembered a lot of things from my childhood in the last five years have come on like whoa. I've had like not just the trauma that you think isn't like I've had major I was survived a kidnapping and yeah. didn't like I've had a lot of those kinds not that is specific kind but things of that magnitude yeah. that have not come back to me mm. until later and I was taking a so I was 19 or 20 at the time and I think I was maybe 27 or 20 no 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 it was 2016 it was 2016, um, and I was sitting, I was going to work at Hoo-Ha-Ha, and mm-hmm. I was there way too early, because it's far. And I sat in the stairwell, because they give their regular employees um, their own keys to get yeah. in, and I would just have to wait for someone to um, come in and unlock the door. So I just would be on my phone, and I saw that Kim Kardashian had been held up at gunpoint in oh. Paris, and they yeah, yeah, tied yeah. her up. And I was like, oh my God, poor Kim. And then it was like a movie that whoosh, where I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I had remembered it, not a second of it until that moment. What? I remember waking up the morning after this kidnapping and being like, damn, I got a lot of cash in here. Did I just not drink? I assume they gave me free shots all night because I had all that extra cash. Yeah. I had my phone. I didn't have, there was nothing suspicious. But you weren't like blacked out drunk. You were just very drunk. I was just very drunk. Yeah. I, I don't, I was not in a blackout. Right. Um, that I know of, like, I feel like I would get drunk to that point a lot where it's like, I wasn't blacked out, but like, oh, I said that to you last right, night. Oh, right. Right. But like, I remember taking inventory in the morning, like, okay, I don't feel assaulted. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, all right, did anything bad happen? Do I have bruises? Do I have... Right, right. Is everyone else okay? Like, I remember being like, oh, is everything... Is my keys in my purse? I always check for that. I had so much extra cash and I just was like, oh, maybe I was just like so hot last night that I didn't pay for... Like I, like I said, I was 19. And so I didn't remember. And then it all came back to me and it was like, huh. And then I felt like I should tell my parents. And, right. And like, I had never told them anything like that before and this was way years later and they were like okay thank you for telling me i was like oh that's it (laughs) but like (laughs) i i feel like it was such a huge thing yeah and like i really feel like a lot of things got better in my life after that came like i feel like i unlocked a lot of obviously things that were being stored in my body from yeah time how do you think like once it came back how do you think you processed that this is so cool because so well, mm-hmm. I think it didn't come up until my body knew I could yeah. handle it. So it was kind of like, oh, that happened. Yeah. Well, I made it through. Glad I don't got to deal with that. Like it was almost like it didn't pop up until I could receive it yeah. in a way that was so I had, safe. I recently asked my therapist about like, you know, when you realize you might have like disassociated a specific memory, like, or should you try and like recount that or dig that up? And she's like, I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't try and unlock memories. Like they'll come to you when you're ready to receive it and like be able to deal with it. Yeah, and it passed over me so just like a thought, 
just like, oh, all right, well, where's breakfast? You know what I mean? Like I didn't. And then about a few hours later, I'm like, wait, did I out annoy like my kid? Like I literally got my life was saved because of my mouth. Right. Everybody has told me to shut my entire life. (laughs) And that was the one thing that kept me alive. And then I remember being like, okay, I can't wait to tell this story. Anytime any woman is like, oh, you know, ashamed of being too loud or being like too much yeah do not like that will that can save your life in in so many yeah imagine you listen to the teachers that are like please shut the fuck up right just do what you're told like we're not realizing that we're the things we're saying to little girls and boys like it like it takes away a lot of their power yeah i just we need to give it back yeah and i'm just I, i again i wish i could say that i consciously chose to like i know how to get out of this i didn't i just went into full survival mode mm-hmm. yeah but i mean fucking a dude yeah i'm and when people are like oh at parties like it's a good icebreaker if you know no one's triggered by kidnapping but right it's like, right oh my god i'm so and i'm like no one is more annoying than me like a kidnapper literally gave me back like in the process like that's really what happened at the end of the day it's so good when you can like get to a point where you can joke about your trauma that so clearly isn't fucking funny but i can see my mom looking at you and being like alex she's like how many wines have you had i go this is my first like, I was like, this is my first cup i swear and it was i was like no 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 i'm just like in a really good place with it and she's like i'm i'm glad <laughs> she's like let me go get my pendulum <laughs> I, I I wish she did. I love everything your mom does. I'm obsessed with her. Just oh like, my god, what a ridiculous story that is. I'm glad you didn't get kidnapped. I'm glad you're so annoying. Me too. I mean, fucking a, dude. <laughs> like, it's really not that you're annoying and he gave you back. It's that like you put on a character and like turned the volume up to 100. Which it's so and it worked. Which I think it's so funny because that you say that because I'm realizing now at how old am I 34 that I'm an actress as well. Obviously you said that at the top. Yeah. I feel like a lot of my um personas like I'm very like um people think of me as a very funny person. Like yeah. I'm always known for my comedy and I my defense mechanism is like I'm not class clowny. Like I'm not that cringy. But like <laughs> I feel like a lot of my humor is um, they are different characters that come to my aid when my anxiety can't. Right. I'm not saying I have DID or anything like that, which is nothing to joke about. Not that I would ever compare myself. Yeah. But I do have like different little characters in here that like come to my rescue. Yeah. And I can't I can't handle people being like, excuse me, are you supposed to stand here? And like someone else will come. Right. Because like, right. Alex can't even handle that kind of confrontation <laughs> so i will likely say something that will make everybody laugh but not intentionally it's, right they there's like three or four little people i've cultivated that are very funny on stage right and without knowing it i'm like yeah like renee handled that i did not uh, that was not me it's like a safety net yes oh my god exactly. that's so interesting mm-hmm. and it saved my life i don't think i ever knew that about you i just found you out you seem too. so fucking like i just get along with everybody i'm fucking like so confident so fun i feel like i I mean i personally know you better than that but I, but I, I feel like there is a part of me that really is confident and i i do know i have a heart that can recognize everybody's heart and yeah. like my superpower is i can make anyone feel unalone 
but I am super like, oh, at the same time, but I feel like I am super confident because I have like, there's like five other people here who are never gonna let me down in right. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. That's kind of like a rad, you're like, who's on the roster that's gonna <laughs> fucking deal with this shit yeah. today? Cause it's not me. Yeah, and it's not even in like a crazy way or like a, oh wow, I don't have control over it. Just yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's just a tool. Mm -hmm. I love or it. Or like I'm channeling almost. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? Totally. Um, I'm so glad that you did not get kidnapped that night. Me too. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.